check, check, mic check. Pacific Standard Time here in Las Vegas. We are live in Las Vegas in the Lions Den. Talking moto for one last time here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Presented by Infab. Oh, where did you go, Summer? Where did you go? Uh, can't uh, can't wait to get to talking to you guys. We're going to review the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. 12 rounds. Come and gone. Kenny Roxon, Jeremy Martin, your title winners. And we're going to take your call, 702-586-7857. A little different today. We're going to have a question for you. We have an assignment for you. What are you most looking forward to? The Motocross the Nations, the Red Bull Straight Rhythm, or the Monster Energy Cup? That's it. Which of those three races are you most looking forward to this offseason and why? 702-586-7857. And uh, we thank Fly Racing for coming on board. Trey Kennard wears Fly Racing. He used it to dominate. The uh, Utah National last weekend, uh, 2015 stuff is out now, flyracing.com. They make mountain bike stuff too, people. Ditz and I were just discussing it before we uh, came on the air. Mountain bike stuff, uh, big, big uh, mountain bike guys are fly racing, and they make some of the best stuff out there. So flyracing.com for your moto and mountain bike needs. Oh, by the way, I'm Steve Mathis. With me uh, producing the show, holding things down, taking your phone calls. The Tits Ledger. Tits, what's up? What's up, Steve? How are you? I'm good. Enjoying the Van Halen on the uh, TV screen? It's very distracting. It's so good. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Are you sad or overjoyed that this is the last show of the year? You are overjoyed. It's bittersweet. You sold out for the money. The only reason you're doing the show is for the money. Money. Yeah. The fame, which along with that comes the women, you know, stuff like that. Right. Uh, And friendship with you is a Uh, close-ish, third-ish. Ish. ish. Well, hey, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, We've done 13 of these things, and uh, they've gone well. Well, we did the Supercross series, too. And uh, they're good, man. Numbers are up. People are enjoying it. Phone calls are coming in. And uh, it's great to hear from you guys. We've got Jason Wygant and Jason Thomas on. And Tits, we this is something, this is something that you would do right here uh, today on the uh, on Fly Racing Show present Fly Racing Moto Six Show presented by NFAB. We are going to give away a Kinetic Pro Trey Kennard or Shorty replica helmet just to a random caller. Okay. But our archive guys, we're going to try to take care of our archive guys. We did it last week. We did the email number ninety last week. And got a set of gear, but uh, this is straight out of Tits Legendary uh, move right here. Uh, the best email uh, wins a full. Kinetic gear set and an F2 carbon helmet of his or her choice at contest at pulpamexshow.com. But here's the twist for the email. The submission must be 100 words about why you should win the helmet gear combo. Deadline is next next Thursday. 
Uh, hundred words. Exactly. Not ninety nine. Not, not 101. I like it. That's something I yeah. Dale there at Fly Racing is uh, trying to get a little crazy. Yeah. 100 words. Why you deserve a kinetic gear set and F2 carbon helmet. And hey. we're also going to give away a kinetic helmet today. That's probably like what, like a seven, dollars $800 value? Like what, the helmets are usually about 300 plus, you know, some gear. Yeah, at least five. That ain't bad. Yeah, not too bad. Just, no. for, just for listening. <laughs> for writing 100 words? Hey, uh, NFAB. 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 Uh, light up your light with NFAB light mounting solutions to mount your aftermarket lighting products. They offer pre-runner and rear-runner light bars. To learn more, visit n-fab.com. And, of course, other truck accessories like step systems and bumpers and Jeep gear. Dress up uh, your rig with the hardest-looking, hardest-working accessories available. They're probably built in Houston, Texas. N-fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota NFAB team of Justin Barsha, Weston Pike, Probably Phil Nicoletti next year. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we can talk a little bit more across the nations, too, if you want, just in general. Um, but what are you most looking forward to? Monster Energy Cup? Red Bull Straight Rhythm? Motocross the nations? Tits? What's your pick? Um, probably the cup because it's local and I'm off chance that I may be interested in going and you know what Okay, let's but, say you weren't local. Okay. Just in, in in enthusiasm, which is for you enthusiasm is hard to work. I, I think that the, actually the straight rhythm um would would be really neat potentially. I I know you you voiced your potential concerns and and I think that some of those are valid, but I think it'll be a neat, you know, unique deal. Um but the Monster Cup track actually looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh Red Bull Rhythm could be Super bitching, mm-hmm. or could be kind of lame. Yeah, if if it's sort of like the the obstacles aren't that big and they don't really go all out with the track, I think it could get a little monotonous after a while. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, or if they make it full on metal ramps, big ass landings, all that kind of stuff. You should put like a two hundred foot jump. Uh, I also think a uh, a shark pit would be really great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep, not mm-hmm. with hammerheads either. Great whites. So you're like legit ones. Yes, yeah. yes, not hammerheads. They're, they're Full grown. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let us know what you're thinking about in terms of uh, looking forward to Motocross Nation's Monster Energy Cup or Red Bull Straight Rhythm. We're going to come up with uh, Jason Wygant from RacerX Online and uh, looking to give away a kinetic helmet courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We've got, well... What is the 2014 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships going to be remembered for? What do you think? Kenny Rock, we got two new champions, Kenny Roxon and Jeremy Martin, both first-time uh, professional uh, titles over here in America. Not, not Kenny's, Kenny's uh, regional Supercross title, not, not counting. So we got two new champions. Can they repeat? Is this a one-off? Can they come back? Uh, let me know what you think. Um, besides that, of course, we got the James Stewart dilemma. Will he be back? What's he doing? What's going on with that? I don't really know, but uh, will we see him back? What do you guys think? Uh, let, let us know. Um, also, too, I think that uh, this RV to GP thing, Ryan Villapoto racing the Grand Prix, I think it's going to happen from what I hear. And so if it does, how is he going to do? What do you think? Um, let us know. 702-586-PULP. Still looking to give away uh, a bunch of crap from Fly Racing. Well, crap being... Uh, you know, just a euphemism for stuff. Uh, let's welcome our uh, next guest, our first guest on the show. He is uh, RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Weege, what's up? 
man, I can't wait for the race this weekend. Going to be getting on a plane tomorrow. Uh, uh, should be exciting. Can't wait. I'm so, I'm so happy there's no race. I really am. Uh, it's time, man. I got, it got to be a bit of a drag there. It did. All right. No? Not for you? Well, the difference for me is Supercross, I don't get to do anything except just be a janky media guy like you, and right. we know that that's janky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm over it quick into that season. Um, by the time we're into the domes where you can't even tell the difference and Filippoto is a 30-some point lead, mm-hmm. I don't even know what city we're in half the time. Right. Uh, yeah, not awesome, but uh, I don't want to complain too much because people will be like, I would kill to do that. I yeah. got you. I got right. you. Um, but I get to do the TV show for the Nationals, which is about as fun as life can get. So when that's over, I'm bummed. Um, yeah, it's the Houston. You were a uh, pit reporter. Showing your mechanical skills down there on TV, you'd wish for 13 rounds, too. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, I get paid also. Yeah, I know. Good point. Good point. Absolutely. Um, the Houstons and the St. Louis and the Indianapolises all kind of run together. <laughs> they all start being sort yeah. of the same. Yeah, they do. And there's something I think most fans that are hardcore enough to listen to this show, I think there's something most fans can all understand. There's something about, you know, 12 in the afternoon in a national in the summer when the weather's nice and you're like, practice is over, we're getting ready to go racing, this is going to be awesome. There's something about that vibe that is cool, and at Supercross, there's just no point where you really get that vibe to kind of pump you up. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, you're, you're, you're far yep. removed from it a little bit, too. Nationals, you're literally on the side of the track, man. You know, like, they're coming right by you in Nationals. Yeah, are, when you look at the yeah. starting gate at, like, 1245 and they're starting to roll in, mm-hmm. like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. You're not able to stand down there at Supercross. No, no. Unless you're doing yeah. a feature on a starting gate, then you stand down there. Ooh, that was a good night. Uh, I, I can remember many times as a mechanic, that's when the butterflies get going, where you're like, okay, here we go. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Um, yep. Hey, yep. so two first-time champions in the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series. Um, what's, what, are the, what is this year going to be remembered for? What, when you think back five years from now, what's 2014 series going to be like? What is it going to bring up memories of? What, what's going to be the number one thing that comes to your mind? It actually all hinges on how Jeremy Martin does in mm-hmm. the future. I don't think there's any doubt that Ken Roxon is going to be a player for a long time mm-hmm. and will, could very easily end his career as you know one of the best ever and a guy mm-hmm. that's remembered forever. So. Based on that, you could be like, oh, that was Roxon's first year in there, man, and that was when he first really put it together and got a title on a big bike in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. If Martin goes on to be really great as well, but it's really hard to say. I mean, he's had basically one good year. He's only been a pro for two. Yeah. Um, if he ends up being one of the obscure champions of that class that we've had, then you just think of it as the Roxon year. But if he goes on to real greatness, then you definitely think of it as like this um, mm-hmm. changing of the guard type year, especially if you want to throw in the RV stew situation. Um, it's happening all of a sudden very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think that's we, where it might, might be five years from now. Yeah, we, we don't have a champion named Ryan for the first time in a while. Yep. We, uh, yep. we don't have a Monster Pro Circuit sort of dude standing on top of the podium in the lights class, in the CVD class. Um, yep. You're right. Yep. Yeah, it's... It, it, it could be interesting to see where Jeremy goes with this. He could be, you know, he could rip off a couple of titles. Uh, he's still got probably two more years in 250 class. 
you know, um, until he has to move up, until yeah. he wants to, sort of, until sort of it's time. Maybe another year if he start if he takes a Supercross and an outdoor title. But, uh, I mean, really, yeah, it could be. It could be something where we're looking back and saying 2014 was a tipping point. Yep. Roxon yep. can Especially win again. Especially when you yeah. throw in it. The two things happened at the same time. I mean, the, the fact that we're talking about Villapoto and Stewart not even potentially being able to or just choosing not to race next year, mm-hmm. that's a pretty massive uh, change pretty quickly. Yeah. I and mean, those guys have been around at this point for a while. So for both of them to be swept away in an instant, it's pretty crazy. I did like your, your, your speech to Chad Reed over at Indiana when we were hanging out after the race. You're doing it, man. You're outlasting them all. Villapoto comes and goes. Stu, maybe coming and going, and you're still here. <laughs> yeah, and she said, "Can you, can you actually stick around past Tomac and Roxon? Right. Outlast them, <laughs> right, right. Even though yeah. I think he's 12 years older than Roxon, yeah, can he outlast them. Can you be? Can you sit yeah. back and go, oh, that Kenny Roxon error? I last, I outlasted that one too. Here I am, still riding. I know, I know. Oh, it's kind of funny. Uh, it, it's crazy. So I think also the other thing I have to say, maybe with the Villapoto weirdness off the track." And the Stewart and the general drug testing weirdness off the track. Maybe that's what we'll remember this year for. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could the be. Friggin' drama. The Villapoto thing, uh uh, I'm doing the nationals, I'll be there. Uh ten days later, I'm out. Um, you know, uh the opening the championship wide open for sure. Um Tomac. I had a joke that I was sharing all year long. At the mm. very, very beginning of the year, there was like they were trying to make sure that the Astros team had the funds and who was paying for it and would they go. Yeah. And it was almost a controversy for like a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then they got the money and they went to all the races. It was no big deal. Right. So every weekend I would see Tom Carson. I'm like, your controversy? That feels like that was 12 years ago since that was a controversy. Yeah. yeah. Like every week there was something huger and huger and huger happening. It seemed like it, right? Um Yeah. The KTM guys, uh, they were a lot better. But we saw hope in the sense that Kennard ripped off those wins at the end of the year. And we saw Tomac uh, ride with those guys, although he missed you know the first four races. I mean, next year, say we don't know what's up with Stu, but, I mean, can, is this are we going to see a bit more of a battle? Or is Kenny, we're going to see Suzuki with Kenny and KTM with Ryan Dungey and then those other guys? Or... Do you think that uh, Kennard's late-season resurgence can definitely be carried over, and, and Tomac obviously hopefully will be healthy, and he'll be right up there. So 2015, maybe we'll see a bit more of a, of a full season-long battle, huh? I do get a little worried. At the, I'm really pumped that Kennard and Dungey had this kind of resurgence. They both really did in the second half of the year. So I was really worried that, I think you could have made the argument at one point mm-hmm. that um, Tomac and Roxon were about to just event, like just eventually get to the point where uh, it's just going to be these two. Um, at one point, it looked like Kenny had Dungy covered. Then Eli came in, and it reminded you, well, at one point, Eli was even better than Kenny. And Kennard was a distance back, and then these other guys were talking about might not even race anymore. Yeah. So I think at one point, it looked like, man, we're, once again, we think we have all this parity, but it turned out to be just Reed and Stu, and then it turned out to be just Dungy and just Filippoto, and yeah. now it's going to turn out to be just Tomac and just Roxon. But those other guys, Dungy didn't win the title, but I think he really upped his level, the level of respect here in these last six rounds. I mean, he he was just as good as Kenny, if not better at the end. He's not super old. But, okay. You can assume he's done. But yep. saying that, Kenny led almost twice as many laps. He won five races to Dungy's two. 
Like, I don't know. The stats seem – I know Dungy closed within seven and it was looking good and all that, but in the end, Kenny kind of dominated this series. When you lead twice as many laps, lead win twice as many – win more than twice as many races, I don't know. Dungy won more than two overalls. I don't think so. He won three? He won Glen Helen. He won Bud's Creek. He won Washougal. He won Unadilla. He didn't win Unadilla, did he? I know you're. I know you're not very good at math. No, I'm not. Math's not Who my strong point. Um, but I'll I'll agree with you. Okay. Kenny had the better season, and if you're going to pick one guy to continue to improve, it'd be the rookie is going to get even better as yeah. he, you know, further yeah. has time to adapt to the long season and a 450, et cetera, et cetera. But by Redbud, it was like, man, I don't know if Dungey will never ever beat this dude ever again. Yeah. Yeah. So that second half of the year helped. And I think at Redbud, you'd be like, I don't know if Canard will ever win a race again. So they both did. So it gives a little more hope. But I still wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the one guy that's really hard to figure out is where Barsha fits in right now. We really have no idea. Well, um, well um, there was people who thought we're on Barsha's bandwagon. Like me. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. You're, you're right. My bad. Ryan Dungey won four races. I don't know what I was thinking. I just checked the stats. Yeah. Okay. But – but, yeah, I mean, Roxham was a better guy. I don't think Dundee or anybody's going to argue that. He, yeah. Over the balance of 12 rounds, he was better. But it wasn't quite as Dungey's done as it looked like it would have been at one point. Yeah. But there's still, I think, a very good chance that in the end it's like, ah, it really is going to end up that Tomac and Roxham are the best guys of their generation, mm-hmm. which maybe isn't shocking. I don't know where Barsha fits in. That's the only one that makes it really tough. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's a good point. In our sport, we have too much of the yeah. uh, you're injured and you're done and nobody remembers you, but, you know, you end up being still pretty damn good. Uh, let's get to Neil. Neil, what's up? What's uh, what's going on? Hey, guys, I was wondering, if Mathis, was that thing a typo that Dungy's going to work with Alden next year? No, no, it wasn't a typo. Yeah. Okay, so yep. does that mean Kenny, is Kenny still going to be there too? Or yeah. is he going to go to the farm? From what I know... Uh, and things could change. It'll be Ryan Dungey, Kenny Roxon, Adamson Cirillo, Marvin Muscan, and Jason Anderson all training with Alden Baker next year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's going to have a whole stable wow. of dudes. But, I mean, look, the, we talked about the Roxon Villapoto thing before the year, and we wondered how it would work. And, man, Weege, there was no they, – they got along great. There were times where Kenny won, and he was challenging Villapoto, and Villapoto won, and, and we waited and waited and waited, and – Nothing really happened. Those guys seem to have. A, I mean, I was there in March or whatever, and they they had a good relationship. So, but do you think that's because RV kind of had plans for whatever he was going to do next, though, and he didn't really care all that much? Or mm, maybe, but you know, when you get wrapped up in the moment, your next year plans don't always come to your mind. You start thinking about this mother effer and how you got to beat him. You know, and yeah. and it worked worked out pretty well. So, and Dunge is low maintenance, low key. Like, I don't think Dunge is going to be at the property he's got a thing in tallahassee that's going on there and i don't think they're going to be riding like they were with with the villapoto and rocks and things so okay yeah so all right all right thanks neil all right thank you thanks should be interesting to see though you know you know how these guys go we um yeah i think all those personalities will mesh uh pretty well yeah but like you said dungy's low maintenance rocks has already proven that's not a problem does that mean though where do they go where do they do the riding they have a property Alden, Oroxen, or Cincerello right. have property close to RV. Yes. So does Dungey go there now? No. Is that Dungey's spot now? I, I, don't, I don't know, but I would think no. Yeah, I mean, what people probably 
don't necessarily know, you and I have been down there. Yes, these two things are in Florida, Carmichael's place and, and where Alden is and where Filippoto used to be, but they're not down the road from each other. No. The Carmichael place is like four hours from there, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Maybe more. One's in Orlando and one's practically on the Georgia, or is pretty much the Georgia state line. There's a long way. Yeah. No, absolutely. those two compounds. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to Justin yeah. here asking about Justin Barsha's surgery. Maybe it actually is Justin Barsha asking about his own surgery. Mm-hmm. Justin, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. What's going on? Hey, thanks, Steve. Um, I just kind of had a, uh, a interesting question about Barsha surgery, like, and the insurance that riders carry. Um, he got that surgery and left Honda, but he was probably still under the Honda contract. So, does Honda's insurance end up picking up that huge bill for the surgery, or do these riders have their own? No, the, the, that stuff. the riders are contracted by their team, so they're on the hook for all their own expenses, just like mechanics who are contracted or whatever. So Barsha and all the riders have their own health plan that's probably, okay. I imagine, balls expensive. But they all have their own health plan, and so everything's taken care of on their end. They're, these guys are simply contracted by their by the OEMs, and the OEMs are not responsible for um, you know that kind of stuff. So Okay, so no workman's comp or anything? No, there. nope. But that would okay. be hilarious if that if that did happen. <laughs> but uh, I guess the real question is: but he's continuing to get paychecks of some sort from Honda the whole time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not injury bills, yeah. but just paychecks, right? Right, right. Yeah, just just he's yeah he's under yep. contract till probably September thirty first. I would imagine. Wow. So. Okay, I was going to ask Weed while he's on the phone here. I saw him at Indiana after the races in the pits there, and who was the dude that had the huge cardboard cutout? We never, I never heard of that on the podcast. You guys discussing it. Just another one of our average super fans. This guy's name's Ru- okay. this guy's named Rugs, and uh, the most important part of that is he works at a, uh, a print and design place. So he spent zero dollars on that, which is what makes <laughs> me proudest of all. Now, is the giant Weege at the JGR headquarters? It was supposed to show up sometime Wednesday, so I need to go over there and check it out. Okay. Supposed to be back right yeah. about now. I saw he was riding in the truck. Giant Weege is in the truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Giant Weege drove from Indy to Utah, and then Utah back here. Yeah. Yep, just uh, another Pulp MX, just another Pulp MX guy making his mark. Yep. Pretty so. far for the course, then. Yep, absolutely. All right, thanks, man. All right, thank thanks, you. Guys. See you. See you. Uh, just Pulp MX fans, yeah, just you know, doing Pulp MX things. Um, he said it was Moser inspired. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, mm-hmm. The best race this year for you? What'd you think? Best race of the of the twelve round uh, uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Uh, I think the best battle was. Um, and probably everyone should say this one, I think. It was the first 250 moto at Muddy Creek. Um, all signs were pointing to Cooper Webb finally getting one, and plus that's his home race, so to speak. Um, but then you had El Chupacabra in there, and then they literally went across the finish line yeah. side by side. It was awesome. And you got a little bit of the – then they almost did it again the second moto, and Webb won. And then you got a little bit of the Webb personality that's beginning to come out. Uh, yeah. It was – all around, pretty good combination, and the fans were pumped, and that was his first win ever. It's cool. I think 450 Moto won a Unadilla. Pretty good. 450 Moto won. Yep. Pretty good battle. Moto won. Yeah. Moto won. Are you sure? You're. Wait, who won that Moto? Um. Canada won Moto two. I think you mean Moto two. You mean Moto two. Moto one was a four way battle, wasn't it? Uh, Canard crashed. No, that was, was three two. three-way battle. Roxon was uh, close. 
to Dungey most of the way in Moto 1, but Dungey kind of pulled away. That second Moto was where kind of all four really went at it, and Canard won. Yeah, maybe that's it. Munadilla, both motos, yeah, I thought. No, that was more. really good. And yeah. that was especially big because that was actually a live NBC moto. We only have three of those a year, and mm. they usually suck. <laughs> um, so for once, usually it's like the day we have NBC there, the first moto is off-the-wall bonkers. Yeah. And then moto two comes, we're live in NBC, and somebody hole shots and checks out. Yeah, I thought the so that was pretty awesome. Unadilla 450, I thought both motos were great. It was, it was a really great, good yeah. day of racing on a good track. Track was prepped, you know, almost perfectly. And uh, it seemed like the guys were – it was just a great day. It was a great day. And then Canard's moto win, which really came out of nowhere. I mean, he'd ridden good in the first moto. Yep. But you didn't think that he was going to do that. So, good good race. Yeah, for sure. Plus, I think that track's so rough. Like, anyone watching it, mm-hmm. those ruts and everything and how huge those jumps are and how fast they're going, anyone watching it is like, wow, yep. these guys are impressive. Or the end of Glen Helen, the end of Glen Helen moto one, too, where they kind of inched up yeah. on, on JG. They didn't get him, but – those guys rode pretty great. That was also an awesome race. A good good way to start the open, start the uh, start the series. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a pretty good season overall. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, myself years and years of RC just taking off and dominating. You begin to get a little oh, okay, all right. But the last couple of years, we've seen some good racing. You know, uh, yeah, anytime, anytime. Like you know, I felt like Villapoto had Dunge covered last year, but we saw some good motos still. Um, and. And but the year the Dunge, the two years that Dungey got his titles, those were pretty boring. Those were pretty walkaways. See you later. Just crushing everybody. Yeah. So this yeah. was a good year on balance compared to a lot of that. Um. And then what do you think? So the flip side of that, what what was the one race that nothing much happened? The one race. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, you know. Plenty of those. Yeah, but what was there one that stood out? Like I know High Point. Um, High I, Point was good with Stewie winning, but. At the end, I was like, kind of. He rode great. He rode stupendous um, to win both motos, but wasn't much going on. Boxing went like three, four, or something. I honestly two, think two. one of the most not much going on was. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, Jeremy Martin winning. He was winning by huge margins, but yeah. it was so crazy and so shocking that he and Yamaha and Star Racing had turned it around so suddenly mm-hmm. that you were still like couldn't believe what you were seeing. But I'll be honest, man, there was. Nothing left to talk about here in Utah. I mean, he yeah. killed them, and he already had the title wrapped up. Yeah, nothing was surprising about it. Uh, it was really hard to come up with anything more to say in those yeah. photos. I mean, he yeah. killed them at Utah. Yeah, and, and even and yeah, and then uh, Canard too, just kind of working, inching, inching away from everybody. You know. Yeah, but at least that was Canard winning. Yeah, which, which is which is new, awesome. right? Martin, it was so not new. He was already champ. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Um, I was I was surprised. I mean, you told me at the beginning of the year they win all those motos, and then you saw the other teams getting their act together and inching in there. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me, nope, we're going to go to round 12, and he's going to be just about as dominant, I would have been like, no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, the, yeah you would have thought yeah. the other, the, the mighty two guys would have, uh, would have, would have, something, something would have happened with those, with those guys. Um, nope. Who had the worst year? Geico Honda? With Bogle in fifth, um, or Pro Circuit, Baggett got the runner-up, but they had a couple of DNFs, motor problems. Dean got hurt. Uh, Hill disappeared. Um, Cincerillo was out. Who had the worst year? I think Pro Circuit for sure. Mm -hmm. Because their year was more heartbreaking. 
Like, I think if you're Geico, you're like, ah, we'll take it. I mean, Bogle, he's on the rise. Yeah. He was close. He couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. Osborne got hurt. Everything that happened to Pro Circuit was like stake through the heart. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard to completely not even think about Supercross. I mean, they were coming off of like the most ridiculous string of bad luck and blowing a title ever. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to go one, two, three in Supercross, and instead they yeah. didn't even win at all. And then Wilson gets hurt. Due to a bike problem right off the bat, yeah, um, it was it was tough, and it's almost one of those things where I think when you have a guy that's won the title before, like Baggett, him finishing second hurts more than a guy like Bogle getting fifth. It's like, ah, well, hey, it's a rebuilding year. We'll yeah. get there. Bogle's on the rise. Yeah, Bogle is on the rise, and next year they uh, they should be in a better spot with RJ and Jordan Smith and Bogle. So looking pretty good. Um, I think I gotta go with you. I mean, you know, one of the great mysteries we have to un- uh, we have to uncover here. Hmm. One of the great mysteries of the sport. Cooper Webb was a Honda amateur rider forever. Yes. What went wrong? Why is he not on Geico Honda? You had Honda's best amateur, and then the Geico Honda very, very, very impressive amateur program. Mm-hmm. How did those two things not come together? Somewhere along the way, they parted ways and chose not to work with each other. Yeah. And, man, what would Geico look like if they had Cooper Webb right now? Yeah, good question. I mean, I was going to say JGR got involved because of the North Carolina thing, but they were involved on the Honda CRF uh, 150 or whatever. Yeah. So they were there. You know, they it wasn't, were, it yeah. wasn't a, a Yamaha JGR thing to, to, to move. So, yeah, that's a great question. No. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, which is good because Yamaha for years, their amateur stuff has not worked out. I mean, they got Martin, I think, through Suzuki for, program folding more than more than sniping him, right? And Suzuki kind of just went away. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, the web thing, you're right. Yeah. But good job by Yamaha, who's, you know, who's amateur scouting. Has amateur scouting. Has, um, hey, so. Um, hey, so. You go here on the Fly Rates and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. A couple things. Blake Baggett being followed by Yoshimira, a pro circuit exhaust rider being followed on Twitter by a Yoshimira, another exhaust manufacturer. Am I crazy to think that there could be something here? I think you're crazy to be claiming things like who follows who on Twitter can be used as real evidence of anything. But they don't follow any other riders. This, this Yoshimira. How are you people. even figuring this out? I looked at their I, well, a Twitter follower first alerted me to it. And then I went back and looked at their followings, okay. and they don't follow anybody but their guys. So why just random Blake Baggett? Very weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, anyway, there's more. I think there's more to it than just um, following Twitter. Like, I've definitely heard that Baggett is kind of laying in the weeds. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's going to happen with Yoshimura Suzuki. Right. It, it all depends on the Stewart situation. Stewart has a contract. Back in, like, February, they announced that he had re-signed as an extension. I think yeah. it was for 15 and 16. Yeah. So he's not a free agent. So it's very much up in the air now. They can't just drop him. It was, something has to crazy has to happen, and they have to try to wiggle their way out. I don't think anyone knows. Right. Even including Yoshimura Suzuki, what's going to happen now. So I think Baggett's kind of waiting in the weeds to see what turns out because good 450 rides hard to come by. There's no doubt that Baggett could cash another nice paycheck if he just chooses to stay in the 250s. So you think, but, yeah, you think Baggett, this is for a 450 deal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I think so. Hmm. There's just not many, kind of like Privateer Island. Right. Copyright Steve Mathis. Yep. The 450 Island, I mean, there's like 20 good 250 guys. 
basically competing for like three or four decent openings every year. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're bagging and you get a shot at one, even if the 250 money is really awesome and solid and you could probably sign a deal right now, Yeah, I think he's waiting just to see well, if there's an opening. I know an agent talked to Pat Alexander about either being James's teammate or riding there you know, um, for being the guy if they don't know what's up with James. Yep. And they said, okay, you know, this is what it's going to cost for my guy. And, and Suzuki guy, Pat Alexander, Suzuki was like, no, we don't have that kind of money. And it wasn't crazy money. They just don't have a lot of budget for another guy. So I'd be surprised if Baggett went there. For another because, guy. For yeah. another guy. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Baggett went there. Um, because, you know, he can make why, – why, why make that 450 step up when you're really not proven – like Baggett, you, it's not for that kind of money, and you can stay in 250s and make more. You know, like, uh, I mean, I know. but I, you're, this is what I mean by waiting in the weeds. I for, think he's waiting for the, if the Stewart thing were to completely implode. It's, oh, uh, yeah. He well, was stuck with no one. Then I think he would show and be like, I'm available. Right. Well, maybe. Uh, That's hey, what I mean by waiting in the weeds. Steven, uh, this is kind of your question about James and Suzuki, right? Yeah, you guys are kind of talking about or yeah. answering it right now. My, my question was, um, like, what, you know, if for some crazy reason Yoshimura drops James or, or just, you know, they've had enough or he can't race or whatever it is, do they pick up another rider and do they pick up a second rider now that they have yeah. possibly more budget you well, know, without James? The rumors I get are that James is done, they're going to hire another guy. Uh, they're looking. James is not done. They're looking to hire a second guy. Uh, Yoshimir is going to GNCC racing, and they will not even be racing Supercross and Motocross next year because James won't be with them. I've heard all those things. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, it could be yeah any number of those things. So we'll see. I I mean if if you're Blake Baggett and you're waiting to see what happens with James Stewart, that's a risky gamble. And he I mean you know what do you think? I mean this isn't James uh, getting caught with uh, HGH and steroids and getting you know kicked out of the sport if he faces any kind of penalty and that's a big if this is just an amphetamine which you know shouldn't be that serious if the suspension comes that's kind of what i'm thinking but thanks steven what do you what do you make of his uh instagram post that he he put out uh like yesterday or day before i, I read some of the comments on there and he's kind of getting a lot of heat from saying you know, we're working toward 2015 and all this kind of stuff. What did you read it, and what do you think about it? I didn't read it. I didn't see it. Um, but I, he should get heat, as Wygan and I have talked about. He should get some heat. There's, this is ridiculous. He's the one of the biggest stars in the sport, making a lot of money, and him and his team have just gone silent, and they didn't show up for the many races that they could have. So, it's yeah, it's a little silly, a little weird. So, thanks, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 strange, Weege, as we talked about. It's it's strange. He's recovering. But. Oh yeah, I don't think it's acceptable to just completely go off the radar at this point. People are being more than fair and more than respectful to just let him continue to do what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get to Dustin. Dustin, what's going on? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, what's happening? And not much. I just had a question. Um, I know you guys were talking about. The rumors saying uh, Josh Grant was throwing his stuff in the two-two semi at yeah. Utah, but um, I know Josh Grant's been a showy guy for life. I mean, as long as I can remember. And if Chad Reed's sticking with Fox and Schiff next year, could, I mean, could you see Grant leaving like a longtime sponsor that stuck with them from the good and bad times? No, I think he's uh, he'll be able to do his own gear deal over there. That's oh, not you think a, so? yeah, that's not a team deal. He'll get to wear whatever he wants. 
Okay, yeah, because I know when Wilson rode for him, I heard him talking about, you know, we had to deal with some sponsor stuff. I don't know if that was from Wilson mm. still wearing four. Yeah. And, you know, Chad Reed being a Fox guy, I wasn't quite sure what that would come about. Yeah, I think when Wilson was filling in for Chad, then they wanted that spot to be uh, a Fox guy, you know, because there was a one guy on the team being a Fox guy. But I would think, Weege, uh, you can you can counteract me if you want, but I would think that one of the things for riding for for, for um for Chad would be the fact that he can do his own stuff. I mean, I don't see Chad having the money to be like, hey, I'll, I'll, you, know, you got to wear my gear. Can't see that. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think he's bringing money in. You let the guy do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right, thanks, Dustin. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, we're still looking to give away a fly kinetic helmet here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. <coughs> Pardon me, Weege. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, motocross nations, Red Bull straight rhythm, or Monster Energy Cup? Uh, personally? Yeah, what do you think is going to be, you know? This... Well, motocross nations is the creme de la creme. That's awesome. But I will be doing TV from uh, uh, Red Bull straight rhythm. So, personally, that wins, baby. <laughs> so, you just bought, bought and paid for it, Jason. Why get? Yeah, absolutely. Totally biased, personally. Now, if I was just a generic fan and I was watching all three of the events, mm-hmm. um, the nations is just. It's just awesome. I think Monster Cup is probably your best. Man, I can't wait till next year. This is somewhat of a preview. That's clearly going to be the most of that. I mean, you're only literally at the nation's going to have, what, two or three riders, four riders that are even racing in the United States next year in mm-hmm. that event. Yeah. Um, you're not going to learn much for next year. But anyone picking anything other than nations for pretty much anything, I mean, it's just awesome. How do you beat that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. And I, I the, the Red Bull straight rhythm – I think it can be really awesome. Um, or if they don't really go nuts with the track, might get a little repetitive uh, over and over and over and over, you know? But if they can build a cool track that keeps the racing tight and the dudes are doing different rhythms to kind of, you know, I really think it boils down to the track, and I want to see what they can do with that, with the lane. It boils down to the lane. So Boils down to the lane. It always yeah. does. I think the whole hook on straight rhythm is that, especially the first time out, no one truly knows who would be able to really be good at that because mm-hmm. it's taking so many normal things out. Fitness is removed. Starts are removed. Corner speed is removed. Like you're focusing on these things that we don't really know how it would turn out. Yeah. Or maybe we watch it and find out that we do. Yeah, who knows? It, they just end up being the same speed they'd be in any other track. Kudos to Red Bull for trying something new and definitely cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but... Yeah, hard to beat the Motocross of Nations yeah. and, and cheering on Team Canada. I agree. Yeah, hard to beat that. Um, hey, Wygant, thank you for doing the Fly Race and Moto 60 show all year long. I think I probably still owe you some money. I haven't paid you for a while. Um, uh, but 29 races, 29 Moto 60 shows. Appreciate it. Well, maybe not for you, but wow. a lot of them anyways. So we uh, – yeah, we, right. um, Hey, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Most disappoint. Who 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 dropped their stock? Who had the roughest year? Well, I think there are two correct answers to this question. Which class? Uh, either. I mean, you know, Weimer's easy to say, but he got hurt. So yeah, I if, think he's if, one of the answers. You know, yep. if 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 the sport is one of those things where it's almost better to get hurt sometimes so people go oh he got hurt but man was he was he fast but someone who put in a whole right. season and and i think you know probably 
would like it back uh, or, or put in close to a whole season and would probably like it back. I mean, geez, I don't know. Uh, Matt Gerke, no, maybe? Think, I think Weimer's an accessible yeah. answer. Yeah, I mean, right. he just – even yeah. when – you know, Weimer didn't even have flashes when he was healthy, you know. It just didn't ever really go well. Looking at his finishes here, I mean, he had a couple of sevenths, um, a couple of eights, and that's about it, you know. I was going to say, what about what about Mookie? Where is he going? What is he doing? What is happening? Yeah, I put a tweet out the other day. He's one of the guys I have no idea about. Nothing. No clue. Yeah. Right. Yes. And you've got to figure a guy like he's Mookie. He's got to be in a rougher, strange situation. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, no idea. No. Uh, uh, Gerke, Metcalf. Although I don't think – I think Metcalf's going back to Canada. I don't think he's too worried about it. But um, there's a lot of – there's a number yeah. of guys. Um Porcel, what's Porcel going to do? Is he going to race four fifties? You know, did he did he enjoy his time back? What's happening with that? We heard that there was some rough time. Kept telling me that was the main thing. He really was enjoying his time. Yeah. Well, yeah. There we go. Then, right? I hope he did. <laughs> I hope he did. So he continues to race because the guy's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bashaglia got hurt, missed the last little races, but didn't do a whole lot on a Geico Honda bike. Outdoors. Uh, he's got time. They don't give up on guys quick over there. He's no, all right. True. True that. I well, feel like Mookie and Weimer are the ones that are in the roughest situation. They yeah. kind of needed to prove themselves. They didn't either get a chance to do it or just didn't do it. Yeah. And now you're not hearing them connected to almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, right? Um, yeah. Well, we're, cut, we're cutting bait with you here on the show. We're done. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on. See you next year. Yeah. Sounds See good, bud. See ya. Jason Wygan on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, flyracing.com. Um, 2015 stuff out now, mountain bike stuff out. Make much more of the gear, handlebars, grips, levers, things like that. Flyracing.com for all your moto needs. And NFAB, JGR, Toyota, NFAB, Yamaha team of uh, Weston Pike, Justin Barsha, and probably Phil Nicoletti. Uh, N-Fab.com, probably, ma- probably made in Houston, Texas, USA. Still looking to give away a kinetic helmet here. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Brett. Brett, what's going on, man? You've been on hold for a little bit. What's happening? Hey, man, I just had a question. First of all, I enjoy you guys' show. All Thank the info is cool. But uh, I had a question. You know, ever since they started running the big bikes in the first motos, mm-hmm. they kind of have the better track than the 250s, right? Um, so in Indiana, did the 250s actually end up with a better track with some of that mud getting cleared, or were the guys happy? Or It's um, a good question, no doubt about it. Um I don't think the no, I don't think the track got much better. I think it got better uh, after intermission for both classes. They scraped pretty good um, the short intermission that there was, and uh, oh, okay. but I don't think it got any better for two fifties. No, it was still pretty crappy out there. Um, was it? But yeah. they worked on it a little bit in between motos, and I think that helped both classes. I think the second motos in both classes, the guys got around it pretty easier, a little easier. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, I noticed Utah got pretty dusty. We're from here in Colorado. And oh, yeah. This year's weather held up for us. but Dude, if it hadn't dumped like uh, two feet of rain on Friday at Utah, I shudder to think what would have happened because, yeah, it still got dusty. Still got Oh, it would have been back. ugly. Yeah. What are, you, uh, yeah. What, what are you most looking forward to, Monster Energy Cup, this nation's or Red Bull Straight Rhythm? Um, I'd have to say the Energy Cup and the nation's. Not, the straight, not the straight Rhythm? Not, not into that? Eh, I'm still a racer, man. I, right. I think we've got to have bumps and turns. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Coming up with uh, Jason Thomas, too, on our show. Um, hey, Brett, you want to win a fly kinetic helmet? I'd love to. All right, man. Thanks for calling. Pretty I appreciate sweet. it. 
We'll I'll put you on hold. Tits will get your information, and uh, thanks for listening all year. Hey, thanks for the good shows, guys. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Let's go to our next caller here. Steve, what's happening, man? Steve. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. What's up? Hey, I was just wondering, what do you think? Um, it looks like this Villapoto deal might happen. He might go to Europe. It does, um, yeah. Where do you think he's going to live and train? you think he's going to stay at home and train here? Or if no. he's going to go stay over there with the team? Or I heard that Monster bought him a house uh, by a lake in Belgium. Uh, he's going to live with Covington as well. Thomas Covington will live nearby. And it'll be uh, it's by Lomo, by Lomo, Belgium, which is where almost all the guys are situated. Caroli's got a house out there. DeSalle's got a house out there. Uh, lots of tracks to ride uh, week in and week out. So I think it'll be in Belgium. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, I think. It'll be exciting. Uh, How do you think he's going to do? Forward to How do you think he's going to do? I don't think he's going to dominate, but I think he will be right there, and I think him and Cairoli are going to have some epic battles. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he – I don't have him winning for sure. I think it'll t- toss a coin up in the air between him and Cairoli. So, yeah, uh, me a, too. I think it'll be good. All right, man. Hey, yeah. thanks for calling. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks very much. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. James, what's happening? James, Hello? James, what's up? You're on the air. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. Uh, I have a question with, you know, the lack of rides right now and uh, to the 450 and the 250, and we're already seeing it now. Do you think the trend's going to get bigger of riders going to Canada and riders going to Europe or racing other series just to have a ride? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, I don't think so. I, I, uh, I mean, I, what did Alessi get from, uh, from, uh, uh, going to Canada, you know? Well, I, I well, know. I'll take Alessi out of the picture cause you know, he already kind of had a ride. I True. guess my point with, I mean, look how many guys right now don't have rides, but you know, it's still a little early, but you think if at the time comes when they don't have a ride for Supercross, they start looking elsewhere to GPs or well, and look at all look at the extra Americans that are up in Canada. I don't know because the, there's no money in Canada. Like money's the bottom line, right? Guys want to make right. money to race dirt bikes. If you think the U.S. market isn't doing that well, and I would agree with that, it's not it's not back to where it used to be, and there are a lot of good riders without rides. But at least the purse money in Supercross is is decent. You know, um, the purse money Canadian Nationals. There's only ten of them. It's not good. And there's not a lot of teams uh, paying guys to go up there. Like, it's there's really only three teams up there that can offer anybody anything, and that's Red Bull KTM, Leading Edge Kawasaki, and uh, the OTSF Yamaha team. Uh, in Europe, it's even worse. I mean, there's uh, you know you pay to pay to be entered there. The teams pay to be there. There's no purse money. There's very little rides. A lot of riders buy their rides with sponsorship. So. I mean, obviously, if you're Ryan Villapoto, you're fine and you can get a ride there. But, man, uh, you know, there's not a lot of money over there either. So, well, What about the guys like, you know, the Kyle Chisholms and all those guys who may not get a ride here, but they get paid to go over there? Do you think we'll see more of that over the years? No, I don't, like a ride? I don't think they get paid to go over there. You know what I mean? No. I, don't think, I don't think there's much over there for those guys. I mean, um, if you go, you're, you know, you're basically you're not making very much money. And look at the last guy that went there. That was decent. Was Jimmy Albertson, and he got screwed out of some money. You know, he, he didn't get paid all yeah. everything he was owed. So, no, I don't think so. You got to remember, um, uh, James, that uh, 
if you make a main event in four fifties, that's two thousand dollars for last place. Yeah. So you can make eight grand a month by making the main events in Supercross. You throw your bike on a Kyle Chisholm guy throws his bike with uh, Gus Gus, pays him a little bit of money, makes four main events a weekend, pays a little bit to mechanic. You know, eight grand gross. He's not doing that bad. We don't need to pass the hat, you know, for him. So right. I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, but man, Canada's not doing great, and Europe's not exactly a bonanza either. So. So, no, long story, long answer. No, I don't think so. I don't think we see more guys go. All right. Thank you cool. very much. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, uh, JT, how's things over at Fly Racing today? Not too bad. How's things over at Pulp Max? Oh, fantastic. Tits is happy. It's last last show of the year. So he's stuck. Dogs everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Bassett life. Hey. Pete, uh, Pete on, the, on the mixer. <laughs> Listen, we uh, – if someone's listening and they need, to, they want, to, they only have enough money to buy one set of 2015 Fly stuff. One set. You guys offer, I think, four different levels, eighteen thousand yep. different colors. Uh, what do they buy? What's your recommendation? They can only get one well, set. Can you give me a little few more details? What level they're at? What no, the budget is? No, just, just it, you tell me the best bang for the buck. Sky's the limit. Uh, Evolution. What color? I would buy Evolution Spike. Evolution Spike. Yep. With the F2 helmet? Uh, yeah. The new Formula Fast is pretty sweet, too, but mm-hmm. I like I prefer the F2. I just I like the look of it a little bit better. Okay. There we go. Boom. Um, we're still looking to give away, a uh, for our archive listeners, we're going to give away a set of full kinetic gear and an F2 carbon helmet. What you have to do is write in 100 words, 100, not 99, not 101, a why you should win the helmet gear combo. Uh, enter at contest at com, and we will give away $500 probably uh, worth fly stuff for uh, deadlines one week. So 100 words, why you deserve this stuff. Okay, so... Is that for Hanny? Is that in honor of Hanson? I think so. I think he's the new fly rider. Okay. Um, all right. We don't have a whole lot of time here uh, on the fly race in Moto 60 yeah, show. Yeah, you asked me. What happened? We go too long? We each talking and talking and talking. Um, he is the voice of motocross. What are you most looking forward to? Red Bull Straight Rhythm, Monster Energy Cup, Motocross Nations. Motocross Nations, easily. Easily, by far? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even close. Okay. All right. Um, best race this year. What was the best race this year? Supercross or outdoor? Outdoor. This is outdoors. Outdoor, uh, I would say the second moto battle at Unadilla. That's pretty, what I, pretty easily. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. You yeah. thought Unadilla, even first moto, was good. Uh, Trey came from the back, but there oh, was. Oh, sorry, it was it was the first moto, wasn't it? Uh, was no, the second. second I thought it was the first moto too. Weech corrected me also. Second yeah, moto I, was better. Yeah, second moto, the one they were all together. The first moto they were together for a little bit. Kenny got dropped about twenty minutes in, but Tomac and uh, and Dunge went at it. So, um, okay. I thought that was the best race this year. Uh, which, what do you, Jeremy Martin? Uh, is this going to be a one-time guy? Uh, a Dean Wilson, a Blake Baggett. Uh, certainly, he'll always be in the mix with his speed in, in the 250 class. But, I mean, can he really rip off a couple of titles here? Can this be a Villapoto thing? I think he can. I think he can. I think uh, the guys that he beat, there's really no one coming. Like Cincerillo, I think. Uh, we don't really know what to expect from him. Mm-hmm. But knowing what we know from the guys that are out there, he seemed like he's going to be the favorite going in again next year. So I, I do. I, I think moving into 2015, he would be the favorite when we roll into Glen Helen. You know, if he, if all things considered, are mm-hmm. the same. 
Yeah, he'll certainly have to deal with Cooper Webb next year. He may have to deal with uh, Baggett. He'll have to deal with Muscan. Vogel's on the rise. Right. Yeah. But he, that, that's what I kind of mean is he already knows what to expect from those guys, and we do as well, I think. Yeah. So I think over a 12-round series, he showed that, you know, didn't matter what kind of track or mud or whatever, he can, he can do it. Yeah. So we could be looking at maybe a multi-time champion here. I, he, my money would be on him, you know, as of now. I mean, the guy won by like 70-something points. So yeah. yep. it's hard not to think he would be the favorite again. 79 points. Um, yeah. And Roxon, of course, he's, I mean, you know, it's a long way away. And Kennard showed us at the end of the year that he can be a player. But uh, not surprising if we see Kenny Roxon holding another plate, another number one plate in motocross. Right, I, you know, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a battle. Um, I think he came in really prepared. And Dungey, you know, when we were leaving Glen Helen, Dungey was so strong at the end of that moto and snuck in there on Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Kenny kind of took took control for a while. So I think those guys learned. Uh, I'll be interested to see what Tomac brings if he's healthy. You know, for a full year. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I think Kenny will be the favorite. But I don't think it'll be an overwhelming favorite by any means. You yeah. know, he'll be on a new bike and a new team. So. He'll have a different dynamic than it was this year. It's not going to be just the same situation. Yeah, no doubt. With uh, with uh, five motos to go, Trey Kennard, it was a nice outdoor season for him. It was, you know, hey, he's just a tick off. Uh, those guys got him covered. And then he goes out and wins um, uh, four out of the last five motos and really puts on a clinic uh, this past weekend at Utah. Had he... It's just a real different feeling, or what we're saying about Kennard is really different if he doesn't have those last five motos. Like it's a complete change. Oh, without a doubt. We're, I mean, we're uh, I we're, think... we're just saying, oh well, he's close. You know, Trey Kennard, nice season. Now we're like, hey, wait a minute. Well, yeah. If you invert this season, you know, if you invert the finishes after leaving round three, uh, it's really hard to not pick Trey Kennard to be the champion. You know, he's mm-hmm. he was. Dominant would have been dominant at the third race moving forward, you mm-hmm. know, and obviously it's not the way that life works, but yeah. it just goes to show how impressive he was at the end. So, as you've said, we have a long time to go until, uh, you know, this, this thing kicks off again in January, but man, he's got some real confidence rolling, and it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, Trey Kennard's a, a real title contender because we haven't seen that from him in no. the 450 class yet. There's 0% chance that KYB is not on his bike, right, next year. I mean, uh, in my opinion, yeah, I yeah, zero percent. He's got it. I mean, even if you know, even if he revisits it, the suspension change and tests and tries some show of stuff. I mean, just knowing that he beat everybody outdoors, if if he's on, if if both if both suspension sets feel the same to him, and the show has come a long way, blah blah blah, he just knows he beat everybody on KYB. Right? Yeah, I would be very surprised in, under any circumstances that he would not be on Kayaba. Even yeah. if testing was just incredible with the show us. Right, that's what I'm I saying. I just right. don't see it happening. Right, even if they took out the – they put the syrup instead of oil in the KYBs. <laughs> and, and he, you know, he just knows that it, they work. And, and you riders, and you're still one of them. You guys are head cases. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you can never underestimate the mental side of this no. sport. Uh, Jared, what's happening? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. How you guys doing? Good. What's going on? I got a question. I want to know who do you guys think is going to have the best and the worst year next year out of everybody moving out of the 250 class to the 4th? Well, who's moving up that we know? We know Sealy is. We know Wilson is. Um, Anderson. 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 
We don't know about Baggett. Yeah. Maybe Mookie. The Yoshimura thing. I was telling talking to Wygan about it, dude. There's something there. Yoshimura following Baggett. Just out of the blue. You, you just just based off Twitter. That's what you're going off of. There's <laughs> something there, bro. I'm telling you. They don't follow yeah, anybody you're else. You're reaching a bit. All right. All right we'll see. Pitts doesn't I'm saying think that so. it's not possible, but you're right. definitely reaching to say that there's something there. Um, I think if you're talking Supercross, Jared, um, I like Sealy in Supercross. I, I I think he can do something. I think he can he take this seriously and he can run, run up front and be well. Uh, I think all those guys are going to do well, uh, but I'm going to go with Anderson, but that's just the default answer. I, I still think he's going to do okay, but I think Celine Wilson beat him. Do you think that Celine might take a little bit of time to maybe get like how he was this year? Because he was really good on a 250 this year, but it seemed like it took him a little bit of time to get that aggression and that intensity to that level where he was winning this year. Do you think it might take him a little bit of time to get there on a 450? I don't think so. He's probably got about 10 450 Supercrosses under his belt. He knows what's going he on. Almost, he almost won the first two races. He just got past the last lap. So I don't know where the intensity yeah. struggle comes in. Yeah. Um, I guess that yeah, maybe aggressive, not as intense, but just as aggressive on a 450 that he was this year. Because to me, this year, he seemed like a completely different rider that he has been. It seemed like he wasn't just letting things happen. He was kind of making things happen, kind of like Anderson was as well. Yeah. I yeah. think that's why it was such a good fight between those two. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I think um, – Yep, I think uh I mean I'm not discounting Anderson. I think he's good. He's gonna be a good guy, good good rider, but I just got uh I got uh I got Anderson being the worst. And I, and, and, and Dino, we saw Dino's speed I mean qualifying fastest leading laps. So Yeah, I, he needs a good year. I really hope he has some good stuff happen for him next year. I agree. He he needs it after this year. Yeah. What do you think, JT? Are you with me on the Anderson or do you got somebody different? Yeah, I would say so. I think uh I think Seeley will be uh he's going to be the victim of his own good or bad start um i guess mm-hmm. the benefactor or the victim of a good or bad start on the 450 i think that's kind of what we saw with him outdoors on the 250 this year was if he got a good start he could run up there but mm-hmm. if he got a bad start he really couldn't get to the front and i think it'll be the same on the 450 i think he's talented enough to run with those guys but he's certainly not going to move through the pack so i think that'll be key for him and uh yeah i think dino already proved he has the speed it's just working out the rest of the the equation with the arm pump in that situation. Anderson, I don't I don't know. I mean, he's on a new bike with the Husky. You know, I, I know they're saying it's going to be, you know, very similar to the KTM, but mm-hmm. it's still a different kind of team and, and new brand and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of a question mark. Yeah. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, all the talent and everything's there. It's just uh, there's a few, a few uh, variables there that we don't really know the answer to yet. Thanks, Jared. All right, thank you. Guys. Thank you. Let's go to um, Evan. What's up, man? Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm looking forward to Motocross Nations, but what about the final two rounds and the MX2 and the GPs over there? Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, Tixier seems like he's got well, it, right? I mean, yeah, he's got Hurling's at 57 points on him right now, but yeah. So if Tixier goes 1 1 or whatever in, in Trinidad, Hurling's will still have like a 7 to 10 point lead. As, have you heard any updates? Is he? I haven't. Definitely going to be back for Mexico. It'll be like it'll be eight he, weeks. He says he. Is, yeah, he says he's going to. He's be planning there, on riding, but I mean, come on. He's definitely. If he does on ride, do you think he can? No. Really ride at I like don't. top five. No. Speed though. I mean, no. honestly, I don't. JT. 
Yeah, neither do I. You know what? I don't know. the The femur thing is a is a weird injury because it's not a it's not a tendon or anything, and it has a huge rod, you know, supporting it. Yeah, that's what she said. So I don't know that the the one thing he has working in his favor is at the end of the season you're going to see the least amount of guys of all year racing. So. You know right. exactly what happened with Tyler Rattray. These guys are just like, ah, Mexico is going to cost us a bunch of money. We don't need to go. Season's over, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I think he'll do okay. The question is, can he beat the guys well, he needs to beat? Because he's going to have to beat, you know, some of the some decent guys to get the points he needs. And I just don't know. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's, A, injured, uh, and that's as, that's going to be enough of a challenge. But then add on top of that, he hasn't ridden, you know, at all. Like yeah. if he rides, it'll be maybe the first or second time he's ridden. I would assume. Let's let's give Tixie a a three three this weekend. That's forty, and that, and that's, he he might be do better. Probably low worst case scenario. Right. So, opinion. but that's seventeen with the last round. Now let's go to the last round with seventeen up. If Tixie goes one one, which he could. Uh, what you call Hurlings has got to go five five, yeah four five. Really that tough. that yeah, seems tough. That yeah. seems really tough to do. He really needs Tixier to have a bad weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that might be the determining factor. How Tixier does this weekend to whether or yeah. not he comes well, back next, I think it's next weekend. Isn't it? Yeah, uh, I thought it was this yeah. weekend. Yeah, is it Whenever next weekend? It no, I think it's uh, this weekend. Oh yeah. All right, thanks, yeah, e- thanks, Evan. Appreciate it, man. All right, take it easy, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That should be interesting. I don't see this anyway. I really don't. I'm not even like really thinking about it as a possibility. Just, just can't see it happening. Um, RV. Oh, he's two- definitely going to race. He'll be out there. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Too much. To- you want, we can bet on that as well. No, I know you'll take action on anything. Um, I think there's too much to risk. You know what I mean? He's got many more world titles in his future. Let this one go. Because he'll be back there next year. Good luck in he, MX2 be, next year, Hurlings. He will be on the starting line in Mexico. Good luck in MX2 in 2015, Hurlings. You really Good luck. Congratulations on these empty titles. Okay. I'm bitter. Um, hey, RV to GPs. It looks like it's going to happen. So n- never assuming it does. I said earlier, I think it's a real coin f- toss, toss, really coin toss between uh, RV and Caroli for a title. Like I, I don't give this to RV at all. Uh, what's your thoughts if it happens? I I agree. Uh, I was just actually talking about this at lunch. I think it will really come down to how serious. RV takes this and his level of preparation. If if it's the RV we saw this Supercross season and last outdoor season, mm-hmm. I think he will win. I do. I don't think he'll just dominate, but I think he'll win. But if he goes back to, you know, taking it easy and riding when he wants to and stuff, which a lot of riders would uh, in this situation, I, I don't think that will be, you know, because I, I really do expect to see the best Antonio Caroli we've ever seen next year. Uh, I really do. I think his level of preparation will be at an all-time high, knowing that Bill Poto is coming over to to take his world title away. So you saw you saw. Corona. I'm honestly excited for it. You were standing next to me trackside last year at the Motocross Nations in Germany, when Caroli worked everyone, right? I was. That's Caroli over there. I'm, I'm not counting Lomo. Right. The sand doesn't count. I'm not going to point to Lomo at all, where he worked everybody again. That's different. Well, I, I, I agree with you to an extent, but I also watched Clement Nassau absolutely kick his butt a few times this year. Not not once, not even three times, more like five or six times. I, I actually, you know, absolutely just beat him. No questions asked, just beat him. Yeah, well, you should so, be worried about the Sal too then. 
Okay, well, I'm just saying it's not like Hiroi is unbeatable. No, uh, he was no, easily beaten at a few races this year by DeSalle. Like, not even close. Give the sand races, and there's three or four of them, give the sand races to Caroli over Villapoto. Give them to him right now. And the rest of them, coin toss. See, I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I can't picture Villapoto 100% going over there and losing to DeSalle. I don't see that. I do not. Right. And you're saying DeSalle beats Caroli. So, yeah, I got, I got what you're saying. Well, he did. He yeah. did this year. Oh, I mean, yeah. there was he, he no does. question. Every now and then. races, DeSalle yeah. was just better. Right. But Caroli also rides pretty smart. He's told me that himself. It's a long season, you know. Yep. If somebody doesn't have it that day, let the guy go. He'll, he'll, he'll be right. there at the end. But it's going to be interesting and exciting, and I will, I will be watching all the GPs. I, I probably watched only about four or five of them this year. I'll probably watch them all. I talked to, uh, I talked to Chad about this, actually. Um, just to get somebody else's perspective who's ridden GPs and at that level and all that stuff. And his opinion was that RVs, if, if RV goes in 100% prepared, the same level we've seen him, that his first few laps of intensity will be too much for those guys. He'll be gone before they know what happened. That was his yeah. opinion. Well, no, so uh, we'll I've been to a f- more than a few GPs, and he's right. They take a while to get warmed up. They have a lot of riding on the weekend. And that's right. another thing RV is going to have to get used to. You don't go balls out every time out on the track because yeah. by the time you hit your motos, you're in your fifth or sixth riding session. By the time right. you hit your motos, uh, you're actually in your uh, one, two, three, four. You're actually in your fifth moto, fifth ride for moto one. So you can see those guys. They don't go balls out. You know, they're mm-hmm. like sometimes you'll be like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? I'm cruising. I'm getting ready for the motos. Yep. So, but if RV goes out there and I mean, he's got smart people in his corner. He knows this. So, um, or people. Will yeah, tell I just him thought that was an interesting right. yeah. take on it, which yeah. I, I kind of agree with. You know, I don't right. know that that'll happen every weekend, but I can definitely yeah. see that happening. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, hey, JT, thank you for coming on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by NFAB. You've been in most of these things this year, twenty nine of them and uh, thirty of them, I guess. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it, man. Good times. All right, thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks for Fly Racing for all that they do. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we're here for. Killing it on the daily. Feeding your dogs. Yep. Thanks, buddy. See ya. All right, everybody. It's been Fly Racing Moto 60 Show for the year, presented by NFAB. Very exciting. Uh, don't forget, 100 words. Not 99, not 101. Why you deserve a set of kinetic gear with an F2 helmet. Pulp contest at pulpamexshow.com. We're going to take the best ones. You got one week. Tits, maybe we'll let you read them. You know, I'd be I'd be glad to for quality because mm-hmm. I know you're into this and you yeah. would probably copy paste and put into a word doc to make sure they're 100 100 percent yeah I know you would yeah I I'd be like eh it's close no that's the point of it right yeah uh, all right everybody thanks for listening to this year we appreciate it Supercross Nationals we've been here Fly Racing's been here NFAB's been here and uh, we thank those guys for doing it I don't know if we'll be back next year we'll see see what happens I enjoyed it though good calls. Lots of phone calls, lots of action. Our numbers were good this year, too, so we appreciate it. Thanks to Fly Racing, thanks to NFAB, and most of all, thanks to Tits. Just kidding. Most of all, thanks thanks to Tits, though, and thanks to uh, you guys for doing it. You make it happen. See you next year. <laughs>